You are listening to the REI Mastermind Podcast. Join JD as he chats with industry-leading real estate experts and professionals. We learn from their experience and uncover the strategies to their success that we can implement into our own businesses and we can drive immediate results today. They share their experience and wisdom as we build the foundation to our own success. This is the REI Mastermind Network. We have Paul Ross on the t- on the line here tonight. Paul, I really appreciate it. And I've been looking forward to this conversation. So I appreciate, you know, we had a little shuffle of the calendar, um, and, but we finally got it uh, settled down. And, and I really wanted to talk to you because, first of all, everybody should check out your book called Subtle Words That Sell, How to Get Your Prospects to Convince Themselves to Buy and Add Top Dollars to Your Bottom Line. That's there's there's some strategies and tips in there that we're really going to tackle here tonight because um, everybody in real estate investing land they especially when they're starting out there are they're squeezing out every inch and penny of that marketing dollar and not making proper use of those leads and opportunities that that come to them. And I think a lot of the strategies that you talk about in your book and some of the videos I've seen online, I think would really go a long way to help them uh, get some more deals. Thank but you. Let's let's start things off. I, like I've always said, I really want everybody to be able to find you. So speaker Paul Ross, and the last name is R-O-S-S. My Minnesotan accent sometimes gets that screwed up at the end, those S's. So speakerpaulross.com to uh, find out more information. And I know there's some videos and some other information out there for people. Yeah, that's uh, if you want to get my um, rapid sales accelerator training, it's completely free. It's an audio training, a PDF report on destroying objections, and then a first four chapters of my book on mindset, because mindset is a huge part of success. I don't care what business you're in whether it's real estate investing, selling cars, it doesn't matter. Your mindset is the crucial factor. You know very well as I do that that even real estate investing, 20% of it is the technical aspect. 80% is the mindset, knowing how to execute, believing that you can execute, getting all that stuff correct is is huge. Right. So let's let's start things at the at the beginning here because one of the things that I think is really intriguing is that a, a lot of people, and there's been a lot of sales training, especially in real estate investing lately, that talks about building rapport and and how much time a person really needs to put in. You know, so you, it's not uncommon for some real estate investing and sales coaches to tell you you have to be there on site for hour or more to build that necessary yeah. rapport to well, close well, that let's, sale. Let's talk about this because first of all, I'm going to make some controversial statements. A lot of what I say is coloring outside the lines comes. My cats are annoying me. Come mm-hmm. from, uh, I, we were having a little pre-talk and I said, my supervisors are here today and I may have to pause and throw them out, but they tend to howl at the door. Rapport, I think, is overrated. Rapport is only a subset of the larger picture, which is responsiveness. You Mm -hmm. want your client 
or prospect responsive to you in a positive way. So rapport is just a tool that serves that larger goal. And rapport has dangers. Let me tell you the big number one danger of rapport and exactly why you've got to get your mindset right before you get in rapport with someone. See, if you're in deep rapport with someone, then you're going to be sharing feelings. Your prospect is going to be, your potential client, your client is going to be feeling what you feel if you're really in deep rapport. Mm -hmm. So if you're feeling anxious, nervous, uncertain, what are they going to be feeling? The same. But they're not going to be able to identify why. They're not going to be able to say, I'm in rapport with this person who's feeling anxious, nervous, uncertain. They're just going to conclude that because they feel that way, you're not trustworthy. And then they're going to excuse themselves or go through the motions to be polite. So rapport is dangerous unless you get your mindset done properly. That's why the first four chapters of my book, the first section of my training, the first of my recorded training, the first day of any weekend training I do now that COVID's here, we do it all virtually. Get your mindset right. But the, the most important thing to understand is people don't have an hour's worth of focus to give you. Mm-hmm. How, how are you going to stay interesting, entertaining, interested in them, etc.? So I say, contrary to what everyone else is telling you, if you know how to tap into the power of the subconscious or unconscious mind and influence the other person on a subconscious level, you can go beyond rapport and get leadership and roll them in the notion that you are their leader in a matter of two minutes, three minutes, using some suggestion words that I call implied relationship words. Let me back up because I feel the need to clarify. I'm a hypnotist. I've been doing hypnosis for 30 years. I can tell you that while we want to believe that we decide for rational reasons, 80% of the way we decide is based on our feelings and our feelings about the other person. And that is because of unconscious influence. So if your sales process is working for you, great. I'm not asking you to abandon it. I'm simply saying, take the power of unconscious suggestion, the power to influence people on the subconscious level and sprinkle that in and you'll see a massive change in your results. Does that make sense? Yeah. Could you, could you give us like some examples on how that would work? Let me give, let me give you the words. The words are, these are a few of them. We explore together, invite, and share. Let me string those together. So I would say something like, before before we explore this opportunity together, I just want to invite you to please share the questions that naturally arise when a great decision is being made. Instead of saying, as, uh, you know, as I'm presenting this to you, please ask any questions you might have. When I present something to someone, that's something I'm doing to them, not with them. But when I say we, it sounds like a simple thing, and it is, but it's powerful. Simplicity can be powerful. When I say we, that implies a shared activity. Before we explore, explore is a powerful word because an exploration implies a leader. And for every leader, there must be a follower. Exactly. So you're implying that there's a follower. See, here's a rule of unconscious influence. 
Well, the first rule is you're never selling an investment or real estate or any product or service. You're always selling decisions and good feelings about decisions. Mm -hmm. That's a mic drop. Mic drop number two, whatever you can get your prospect to imagine for themselves will be perceived by them as being their own thought and therefore they will not resist it. And the two best ways to do that are through implying things and through the power of suggestion. So when I say we, I'm implying without saying it that we're in this together. When I say explore, I'm implying without saying it that I am the follower and you are the leader. I'd strike that I am the leader and you are the follower. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Before we explore this together, Togetherness, again, implies a relationship. I just want to invite you. What does it mean to invite? It means that I'm extending something of value to you Mm -hmm. to share the questions, not ask the questions, share your questions. What's the difference between saying ask and saying share? Share implies that we're doing something together. JD, do we share things of value with people who we don't trust? No. No. So because we're implying it's a valuable activity and we're inviting them to share, that implies a relationship. So all those words put together, along with the other techniques of rapport, I'm not saying drop them, but I'm saying nowadays, if you're taking an hour to get rapport, it's it's like taking an hour to get a lady's phone number (laughs) and people just don't have the focus and the time they're distracted nowadays look you see this device Mm -hmm. this device is your number one competition for doing anything that requires your prospects focus because they're distracted they're overstimulated they're numb to all the overstimulation nowadays we have twitter Facebook Instant Messenger, text. We What's the new one? Um, Clubhouse. Have you heard of Clubhouse? Yeah, I have heard of Clubhouse. I haven't experimented with yeah. it yet. But, uh. No, me neither. But And then we have LinkedIn, if you're in the business world. LinkedIn messaging, it's, it's too much for people. You don't have an hour to get rapport with people. I'm very, very unconventional. I come from a different world. This is not in biography. I started out as a dating coach and I created that whole dating coach industry. And and I learned early on that if you're dealing with uh, someone who's got a lot of options, you don't have an hour to make an impression or to get rapport. You have to do it pretty quickly. All right, you need to get, get down, get out. Good girl. Sorry about that. No, that's okay. So it gave me a second to like digest some of what what you're saying because I you're talking about there was a ton of mic drops in there that I really want everybody to focus on. I mean, you know, in real estate investing, we we have uh, particular problems that I think you're addressing straight off. One of those is is that we have a lot of people who call us. And they just want our number. They just want how much we're going to pay for a property or, or how much, you know, some, some real estate investors are also realtors. So how much, how much can you list my property for? But we need to like derail them a little bit and try to understand the problem and what we're trying to solve and trying to get them engaged a little bit more 
than just giving the number because as soon as you give them give them a number, they're right. on to the next person. So, so my answer to something like that is when they ask for the number is to say, well, before we, before we explore that, before we explore this opportunity together and we work through what that number might mean, I first need to know some information about you so we can conclude this would make a good match. So thinking about it like that, let's mm -hmm. explore just a little bit. I only have about two minutes. And that way you put a false time constraint. You're saying you're the one who has the time limitation. Do you understand? Oh, sure. I've never heard anybody say to do that. Like that's, that's especially, that's good. You know, there's a lot of. I took with, that from the dating. Again, I took it from the dating world. If mm -hmm. I'm approaching a stranger, I want to say, hey, uh, start the conversation. Say, I only have a couple of minutes to talk. That way, they're not afraid that I'm going to monopolize their time and sit there for an hour and bore them to tears or creep them out. So again, I started as a dating coach, and I, if I can give a little backstory, is that all right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah. So, I, so I started as a dating coach, and I developed all this stuff. And my students would come to me, write me emails, and saying, "Thank you, I met the love of my life," or they'd send pictures of their kids, and then they'd say. I've been using this for sales and I've tripled my income. I thought, oh, dumbass, why don't you go back and look to see how you can map it over into sales? Now, I did some selling when I was a kid instinctively. Mm -hmm. Nine years old, I tell the story in my book how when I was nine years old, I was selling candy bars and instinctively used some of the stuff I later teach. <laughs> but that's my background. And because I come from outside the field, I can see where the field is myopic where the field is nearsighted. What I teach is not stuff you can get from off the shelf. This is not, this is my mother taught me to think outside the box, to color outside the lines. She later smacked me around because I colored on the walls. <laughs> but I, I'm contrarian and I don't think conventionally. So if you're willing, what I'll say to the people in the audience is this. If some of my ideas appear shocking or counterintuitive, I want to challenge you because it's the very ways of thinking and acting and behaving that stand so far outside of what you're used to doing that bear the possibility of bringing you results that are so far outside of what you're used to enjoying, so far beyond that. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Could we back up just a little bit? You know, you sure. were talking about how it's important to get people uh, to that point of a decision and then them being okay with their decision. Feel good how about the decision. Get Feel good about the decision. How do you get them? Well, first of all, how do you get them to that point? Well, that's the point that requires a lot of steps, steps intermediately, but you can get it. Uh, there's a clever little piece of language that I used in that initial introduction. We're going to go through it. I'm going to give you a bonus. Is it okay to give a bonus to your audience that I Absolutely. normally would not I'm, give? Well, this is I, everybody, this get your pens out. <laughs> no, listen to this over and over. If you, let me unpack it. I could say to you, you know, before we explore this opportunity today and really work through what number would allow us to create a good decision today. I just want to invite you to share the questions that naturally arise when a great decision is being made. Now, notice, did I say a great decision to do this deal? Mm -mm. 
No, you said great I said decision. a great decision is being made. I left it deliberately vague because when you're artfully vague, when you're deliberately vague, the unconscious mind of the other person will fill in the blank. And the unconscious mind inside of the context of you having rapport and already making those um, implied relationship words is going to conclude, yes, I'm going to make a good decision. Now, here's the million dollar secret inside of that. When I say a great decision's being made, if they're in front of me, obviously you can't do it on the phone, but they're, if they're in front of me, I do this, a great decision's being made. I do a tiny little head nod. That becomes an anchor for them to fire off that whole chain of suggestions. Anytime they start to disagree with me, I just do that. And their unconscious mind says a great decision's being made. So it wipes out the objection. This sounds crazy. I know it sounds... I have a lot of free stuff. Just grab my free stuff, try the free stuff and look at the results you get. This is why I don't, I have to give out a lot of free stuff because what I'm teaching is so whacked out until people see their own results. They're not going to believe every word I say. That's really interesting though. And I, I can understand how that would, that would work. I mean, you, you're essentially creating a physical gesture and tying it to, pieces of this great decision that they're making. So it, it anchors them back right. to, to that point in the conversation. Exactly. It's an anchor. It's an anchor. Now, once you set up that anchor, you can fire it off anytime. So if they start to disagree with you, you just go, well, I see your point. And I'm wondering if you could stop and find yourself looking at it another way. Now, let me just point out there, I used a trans phrase. The trans phrase was find yourself. JD, let me ask you about your own personal experience. Did you ever just find yourself reaching for the refrigerator door and you don't even remember what it is you were looking for in the refrigerator? Oh, absolutely. I've you gotten to be that age. I walk into other rooms and I can't remember why I walked. <laughs> well, you need to date someone really young like me. You ever find too much information? You ever find yourself falling in love? I did 25 years ago. Do you ever find yourself falling out of love and thinking, what the hell was I thinking? Yeah, well, that's a long time ago. You ever find yourself driving along the highway and suddenly you recognize, wait a minute, uh, it's I'm 10 miles. I just went 10 miles and don't remember any of it. Oh, yeah, that happens all the time. So these are all hypnotic phenomena that happen anyway. Here's a key understanding about hypnosis. Hypnosis doesn't make you do anything that you don't already do naturalistically. All the things are already in there. That Those phenomena, those actions of doing things without consciously participating in them happen anyway. All that suggestion does, or hypnosis, or whatever you want to call it, all it does is take those processes in the brain and trigger them at your command. So when I say something like, find yourself. I don't know all the ways you might you might stop and find yourself seeing it in a different way. Find yourself. What does it mean to find yourself? It means you're going to do something on the unconscious level. There's no need to consciously participate and it's not possible to resist. So I don't so let's say the person on the other side of the investment deal is being a little bit balking and being difficult, you can say, I understand, and I don't know all the ways you might stop 
Stop is another hypnotic word because it literally commands them to stop. Stop and find yourself thinking about this a different way. Now, did I say what the different way is? Mm -mm. No. So once again, it puts their mind on blank. This is what I call a pattern interrupt. We interrupt people's pattern. When, when people say, you know, I really am not sure. I think that's a bad idea. They're expecting you to either argue or give up or to give them reasons why it's a good idea. They're not expecting you to interrupt their pattern that way and to hypnotically suggest that they see it in a different way. Once you've suggested that they see it in a different way and they accept that suggestion, then you can give them the specifics. I'm going to do a million dollar mic drop again. Here we go. Here's the mic. Okay, make note. Here's everybody. the drop and here's the here's the information. Here's the information. What uh, again? When you can be vague, it's very powerful. And when you can be specific at the right time, it's very powerful. Before you give the facts, figures, numbers, data, create that space in your prospect's mind where they want to believe you. And the way you do that is with a pattern interrupt. People are pattern-making machines. When you interrupt their expected pattern of response, they don't know what to do. You create a window of suggestibility. And again, if I can tell a story, I learned this as a dating coach. I had a client who wanted me to take them to a restaurant and teach them how to meet women. And I said, no, I don't do that. It's too much work. He offered me 10 grand in cash, 10 grand in cash. I said, okay, bring the cash. And he brought it, literally dumped it on the floor. I counted it in my mind just by looking at it. I thought, okay, I'll take you out. Now, this guy struck out so badly. Have you ever had the experience of watching someone humiliate themselves and you feel embarrassed for them? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's how I felt. He, he crashed and burned. Finally, I took him out of there. Now, there's a point to this story. Follow along. It's a powerful lesson to all of you who want to make a lot more money doing real estate investing or any kind of sales. I took him out of there. We were waiting for our cab, and I saw a lady across the driveway. I said, look, there's a lovely lady waiting for her cab. For some reason, J.D., it went in the wrong way. She got so angry, she started to swear at me in ways that would make a sailor turn green. Told me to do things with my anatomy that were not physically possible, et cetera, et cetera. And he got very mad. My student went to charge at her. I put my arm out. I said, no, look at her. She's someone's daughter. She's someone's sister. She's someone's best friend somewhere. She's deeply loved. Now, there was a moment of confusion, and then she burst into tears and ran across and threw her arms around me and kissed me on the cheek and said, I've never had anyone say so much, such loving words to me. And she just sobbed and sobbed and said, I love you. You're such a wonderful man. I'm so sorry. It's not about you. Guys are saying the worst things to me what's your name? I said, Mr. Wonderful, here's our cab and off we went. But what's the point of that story? She was expecting me to either yell at her, to attack her back, right? To apologize to her or to walk away. By not doing any of those three things, by doing something completely unexpected, I took her from rage, from like wanting to throttle me rage to love in the space of 
15 words and one minute. So that's the power of the pattern interrupt. So when we pattern interrupt by doing the unexpected, by being vague with our language, using trance words and the power of suggestion, then we can give people the facts, data, and figures about the deal, the cash flow numbers, the depreciation, et cetera, et cetera. I'm not an expert in real estate investing, but I know some of the basics. But when you know how to be vague and when to be specific, there's a time in a deal to be vague and there's a time to be specific. Knowing when to do which is a super advanced skill. I can't teach that to everyone because you have to be super bright to get that one. But knowing how to do that will put so much money in your pocket and turn this whole process into magic. You'll love doing it because you'll be able to predict the milestones. Mm -hmm. No, so um, I got, uh, you're just opening a Pandora's box. Of I questions. told you you want to go more than half an hour. <laughs> I'm open, man. I love this. Just keep going. So um, before we do, though, I'm going to put people on the hook again. Make sure you head over to speakerpaulross.com. Take advantage of Paul's free offer there. I mean, that's actually at paulrossbook.com. Paul Ross book. Oh, okay. Um, Go to paulrossbook.com. Speaker. Paul Ross and, but if you're interested in booking a consult with me, go to speakerpaulross forward slash apply. Okay. Um, and I work with people who are already super successful. So if you're a star and want to be a superstar, or if you're a superstar who just wants to get the edge on yourself, uh, apply to consult with me. I go over every application, but I don't take everybody because I get to be picky with who I work with. Sure. Well, no, that's understandable. Sorry about and, that. and no, and and I mean, if anything, make sure you head over to. Well, you can go to Amazon, and I'll make sure to include some of these links in the show notes and grab your book because I mean, we're basically just tip of the iceberg here today uh, regarding some of the, some of the information. And it's, again, it's called subtle words that sell. And look how handsome I am. This is what you can do with a good photographer and a lot of airbrushing. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, what you're saying there is really interesting. And I actually am going to share a, a little story uh, or a little scenario with you, because what you're saying has actually Panned out and panned out true in one in a couple situations for me, and and uh, I might I, I likely pick this up with uh, some other sales training that I've been through. Um, you know, you 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 kind of grab a hold of kind of what works for you. But first of all, one of the things that is that are always trying to position um, some of those words and phrases that you're teaching us here tonight is ideal because what we're trying to do is we're usually buying properties at a discount. You know, we're kind of a, a reverse sales, if you will. And they usually don't like the price that we give, you know, because we're never going to be the highest and best option. But we're, I'm usually trying to get, it's, it's me and them versus the market. It's the market that's dictating the price. You know, we're trying, I'm trying to be a team. So some of that phrasing that you're teaching would be ideal for that type of scenario. Yeah, I would say something like, listen, I understand exactly what you're saying. And I don't know all the ways you might stop and find yourself recognizing, really, it's about you and I against the market. It's not me setting 
the what the investment will be. It's what the market will bear and what the market shows based on the cash flow that the property really is worth. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the other thing that I definitely have discovered is that when you say there are time to get specific, when I when I do give numbers, I'm very vague. In fact, I usually give ranges. That seems to work for me. You That's know, I fine. Give, I, I give price ranges. You should and give then, ranges. And then when I when I'm there and I'm talking to them and we <coughs> give the we have the first volley is a number. Excuse the me, first volley is is a finally our number. Um, and then they, you, you know, we usually have that uh, situation where they're not very happy with it, but we, we try to talk through it. I usually end up at a very specific number, you know, where real estate is usually, let's say, $99,900. You usually see prices like that in real estate. When I'm talking to a seller directly, I will, at times, will throw out $97,912, you know, like a, a really it's a great pattern interrupt. It's, it's a, a pattern really, interrupt. It's a real detailed number. And, and I would make the argument that I get those type of numbers accepted higher than the, it's a great pattern interrupt. I was talking to my brother the other night and he said he needed a vet to come to the house, a mobile veterinarian for his dog. And he said, what is the office? Uh, the visit fee and they said $80 and 40 cents. And he was talking to me. So what's the 40 cents for It's crazy, but it's a pattern interrupt. The reason it works JD is it's unlike anything they've heard before. It's a pattern interrupt. Hmm. Do we understand the power of the pattern interrupt? Yeah, that's definitely something that uh, I'm going to employ myself. I mean, that's something to definitely incorporate. It's fun. Yeah. And that, it's tons of fun. And what I think, what I think, and I'm going to say, I'll be the first one to be the victim of it is when I do get a real estate, somebody who is, who's downright angry, like the scenario that you've said, you know, they don't like our number. You're trying to rob me kind of a situation. Um, doing a pattern interrupt would be better than what I do today, which would be some more times than not just let the deal die. Let the opportunity. Oh, if someone says you're trying to rob me, I would use what I call agreement frames. I would say, I agree. It's important that we both find a way to feel happy about this deal. Mm-hmm. And I don't expect that to happen any faster than we can both take a breath, step back, and recognize there's a way where we can make this work. So as that's happening, let's take a reset for a minute and look at a number that we both can be really happy with. Is that fair? Now, did I say anything specific there? No. Again, you're no. pretty big. It's vague. And so the unconscious mind will find a way to do that. And then what you do is to go, and because you're in rapport with them, they'll copy that behavior. You don't say, just take a breath and let it out. You demonstrate the behavior you want them to do. And now you've created a blank slate and you can go back. And so you, you fudge the number a little bit and get close. You're a good negotiator. You know, you never throw out the number that you're ultimately going to settle on. You know that. Mm, you're right. And oftentimes they're posturing. They're posturing. The, their cash flow number is so they're desperate to unload the property because they have financial problems elsewhere and they have to unload the property. Mm-hmm. So They're you know, not going to tell you that. 
So, so some of this stuff is, is happening. And I, I guess I didn't even, you know, now that you call it a, a disrupt, it's, I, there's another pattern interrupt. Point, pattern interrupt. Uh, I do that again in some cases where I do have a deal just like is done. Like it, I'm, I'm there and it's just not going to happen. And at the end of it, just before I'm walking out the door, I'll say, well, you know, it was really appreciate the, the time you gave me today. Um, and, and sorry, it, it didn't come together. Um, but, you know, just between you and me, now that now that it's over, how close did I get? And then it usually starts the conversation again. Good, too. It's class takeaway, tearing up the contract. <laughs> so it, it's been, it's but it's that pattern interrupt again, you know, really when, when I think about it. I have a whole, you know, this is part of the, my um, rapid sales accelerator free training. We have a whole report on how to use pattern interrupts. But I teach this to real estate salespeople as well. Like whenever someone says, I'm sure you get this in, in your business too. You ever hear this objection? I need more time to think it over. All the time. All the time. Would you like to, here's another mic drop. Ready? Yeah. One, two, three, mic drop. Say it with me, those people at home. <laughs> Here's a great response. It's what I call a counterexample. So role play. Just say, I need more time to think it over. I need more time to think it over. Hey, I understand, JD. Is it okay? May I ask you a question? Have you ever had the experience of taking a long time to think something over and it still turned out to be a bad decision? Yeah. Maybe it's not about time but about the clarity you need to recognize a great decision can be made to move forward. So think about like that. What concerns do we really need to get out on the table so we can make sure you can move forward today? So now we've totally taken that objection and we've wiped it off the map by using a counterexample. How about this one? I, you know, I have a few more people who I want to talk to today. Oh yeah. That's I a good that blow up. A lot. Yeah. You get all right, how would you like me to increase your revenue by 50% today by wiping that one out? Yeah, how do you do that? Would you have me on the show again if I did that? You're uh, The way this is going, you're welcome back anytime. <laughs> uh, I told, did I tell you before we started today, I would give you one of the best interviews ever? Yes, you did. Am but I living now up I to think the brag? you hypnotized me. No, am I living up to the brag or living up to the brag? Okay. Yeah. And again, I learned all these pattern interrupts in teaching my course, my dating courses, you know, when a, I can't get, I don't want to offend anybody. So we'll just stick to this. So um, I, I need to talk to a few more people. I'd say, hey, I understand, but can I ask you, have you ever had the experience that the more options you were presented with, the harder it became to make a good decision because it was just all too overwhelming and confusing? Maybe it's not about talking about to more people, but about the getting the clarity you need to recognize you really want to move forward today. So thinking about it like that, why don't we make clear what it is you need to know so you can recognize this is the choice you want to make. And then when you say this is the choice you want to make, you do that. And now you've linked it to yourself. You see that? So once again, we're taking a counterexample. They're saying they want to talk to more people. The implication is so they can make a right decision, correct? Right. Now you're going with the counterexample going, if you talk to more people, it guarantees you won't make a good decision. Mm -hmm. 
Does this make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to give you one more freebie. And this is just, this is like 10% of what's in the rapid sales accelerator training. You can pick it up for free at paulrossbook.com. No, I was going to use a vulgar word. No, no spit. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was going to give you one more. What was the one more I was going to give you? Oh, I teach this to realtors. Well, I really don't want to pay that high a commission. Can you come down on your commission a little bit? And so I teach my clients to say something on the lines of, well, Mr. Smith, with the right agent, you're not paying a commission. You're investing in skills. Maybe you'll get lucky with a bargain basement option, but do you really want to gamble with the most important asset of your life, your home? Do you see how we reframe the entire meaning of the objection? Essentially, we create objection amnesia. Hmm. Yeah. No, I. there was so much information packed into this uh, that uh, I, I'm going to even go as far to say, I'm going to say something pretty controversial right now. People would be absolutely crazy not to take, up, take you up on that free offer to go and check out Allrossbook.com. Uh, it's my rapid sales accelerator training. And also, if you're doing at least um, 500000 to 750000 a year, uh, then apply to consult with, apply for a consult with me. That's speaker Paul Ross forward slash apply. Again, I only work with high achievers who are looking to become superstars or superstars who want to get the cutting edge technology what you would call early adapters, but these are people who want to race against themselves and do even better than themselves and crush their competition. Hear their competition's bones breaking because that's the, you know, those are the high achievers. So those are the only people I work with in terms of one-on-one. -on -one. I'll train, I'll, I'll train in groups and I have plenty of recorded courses and stuff like that. So if you're in that high peak performance category or this close to getting there, go to speaker Paul Ross forward slash apply. I'll look over your application. I look over each one personally, but you have to open a big checkbook. Uh, I am the highest paid and most exp expensive coach. You can't wait to hire. Well, I, I really appreciate your time here tonight. This was been eye-opening to say the least. Uh, um, and uh, I will definitely make sure to include all of the links in the show notes. Thank and you. Uh, like I said, uh, you're always welcome back on this show. I want to, uh, I'll take you up on that and, and be on here at least once a month. And, and I also, I want to express thank you for giving me the perfect end to my working day. I love speaking and teaching. I can come off maybe a little bit arrogant. I don't know. I think it's just confidence, but Really, there's nothing I love better than teaching. I told my girlfriend, I love you, honey, but I love teaching is my first love. And she sort of shook her head and said, okay. <laughs> yeah. She gets it. She's, she supports me in what I do. So that's why I love her. No Sorry, ladies, I'm taken. <laughs> well, I appreciate it again. Uh, thank you for being on. Thank you. Bye, everybody. This has been the REI Mastermind Network. You can already tell that we've made some changes and a few more are on the way. If you are interested in what we have planned, head over to patreon.com slash REI Mastermind and support the show today. Financial contributions are always appreciated. 
along with a like, share, and review. It really helps us grow and reach more people with this valuable information. See you next time, and tell a friend.